Hello, listeners of um, Listen to Your Heart podcast. This is Pat and my co-host, Carla. Carla, how are you doing today? I am doing amazing. How are you? I am doing good. So um, we recently met on a co-host finder for podcast group, and um, we hit it off pretty well since. So Carla, thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. It is so cool to be on your podcast. Uh, thank you. This is pretty cool. So um, would you like to tell our listeners a bit about yourself? Yeah, I would love to. So I am a clinical hypnotherapist, and I specialize in relationships, intimacy, and sex. So I do a lot of work with clients, just um, finding out what they want in relationships, what they don't want. So I love working with people going into relationships, coming out of relationships, or just trying to figure out what it is they want, what they don't want. And um, because each relationship is different, there's always new challenges that come with that. So I do uh, relationship coaching, sex coaching. Um, I always say that I, I get paid to talk about sex. So that's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> we all love sex. So like, um, of course we want to talk about sex. Exactly. And there's so many things related to sex that can be, that's, there's so much shame and embarrassment wrapped up in that. And people are afraid to like what they like because it just seems so taboo because people don't talk about it. So I love that we're having a conversation where we can talk about something that's so natural, so normal and fun. Right, exactly. And are you single, married, seeing someone? I am married. I've been married for 14 years. Oh, nice. Um, where did you meet your husband? Oh my gosh. So my husband and I were both in the Navy and we met when we were deployed to the Middle East. Um, we met through a mutual friend and we were actually good friends for a while before we started dating. And um, yeah, no, and 14 years later, I still like him. He's oh, a great person. It's um, I never imagined being with one person for that long, but I actually like being with him. And that's all that matters. Yes. It's, um, and obviously it's, uh, we've had our ups and downs and, but no, we keep it fun and we have fun together. And, um, I think a lot of just kind of finding our place in the relationship was letting go of a lot of, of a lot of pressure that we put on the other person. Um, so we're, um, we've come to a place where we've realized that, our happiness has to come from within ourselves and not expect that from the other person. And we had a lot of tension for years because there was so much resentment of, well, you're not making me happy. And then we both came to a place where we realized that it was just so unrealistic to expect the other person to do that. And then right. once we were able to let go of that and say, you know what, I'm going to do what makes me happy. You do what makes you happy. And then we're, we're just kind of going to come together and figure out what that looks like. And it was it was a lot of growing pains and we realized that um, part of that means being in a consensual non-monogamous relationship. Um, people have different names for that. So I guess like swinger would be the most, um, the most like recognized one, but it's yes. so funny because we, people hear that and they think of like the quintessential swinger, like leisure suits and um, just like really creepy people and, women in flowing dresses being all weird, but really it's, um, 
it's something we started doing because we were having a hard time meeting like super open-minded friends who were just fun to hang out with, kind of no pressure that we wouldn't offend because I felt like we're very like honest, but right. we were making uptight friends who we really didn't have a lot in common with. So we, um, if anything, we always consider ourselves like social swingers because mm. it's more about like just making friends and being a lot around like-minded people than just straight up sex with other people. Right. And pretty much for how it's like for being a swinger, you just want to see your significant other, you know, have sex with someone else because it turns you guys both on. And it it's just a pretty good experience opening up that bedroom. So when it, it's not cheating at all because it's both consensual, it, it makes things really spicy in the bedroom. It does. And again, that's how we kind of took the pressure off each other because I've come to realize that in a relationship, it is totally unrealistic to assume that one person will fulfill all your needs. It's like going to your primary care doctor and saying, well, why aren't you cleaning my teeth? And why aren't you doing all these other things that you would go to different people for? It doesn't diminish your primary care doctor's skills or what they do. Um, It's just taking a lot of pressure off one person. Right. And just... There's only so much you can do in the bedroom to satisfy your partner. And, you know, there are toys, videos, um, lingerie both people can wear. But, you know, sometimes at the point you're just like, hey, I want to have another person in here. And obviously you both have to agree on it or Mm -hmm. else it's just not going to be good. And then that's just how swinging works. And I've had my fair share of being with swingers because well, I, I was single. Well, this wasn't when I both had my girlfriends, um, and exes. Like obviously they, obviously I knew that they weren't like into it, and that's fine. But um, when I'm single, I can do whatever I want because well, I'm thirty and single. Um, who's going to tell me what I can or cannot do? Well, obviously there are some things I can't do because of law and all, but <laughs> other than that, um, I like to do what I want. And sometimes I've had a pretty good time with swingers when I've gone on vacations and met some swingers like at bars and I've, well, some didn't work out, some worked out, but other than that, I've had fun. So anyways, um, now we've established that you're a swinger and hey, life's good for you and your husband. So let's um dive into the episode. You asked me a question earlier in the week of um what what was that question? Oh, the question I asked you was, What are you looking for? You're single, you obviously have gotten to the point where you are more discerning about what you want. So yeah. I am curious, what are you looking for in a lady? All and right. what are your negotiables? <laughs> What are your non-negotiables? Because everybody has those things that they're willing to flex on. Because what happens is if there's the non-negotiable and you meet someone who doesn't have that quality, there builds a lot of resentment, a lot of issues because you're not getting what you fundamentally need. Right. And um, I could say from the first time coming out of college, I had very strict high standards and you know, that that's on me and I learned when I get older, but, um, I was like, 
oh, she has to drink beer. And I wouldn't mind if there was any other alcohol, but it has to be beer. And I was just like, and I'm now I come back and reflect. I'm like, wow, am I being so mean? I was like, okay. Um, I used to have that standard. I'm like, okay, if she drinks every now and then with me, just to relax and unwind, that's fine. Maybe a night where we can get drunk and just enjoy ourselves. That could be cool too, but I won't force it. Then like for marijuana, I like it. It relaxes me. Hopefully what I want in my woman is that um, she enjoys it um, here and there, but isn't against it. Because I've been on um, some dating apps because, well, I'm looking for love. Now I'm not because I'm exhausted trying to look for that woman. I have a woman who I'm talking to right now, and I'm hitting it off pretty well. But don't worry, don't worry the question will get answered. <laughs> uh, uh, then there are some that I saw that were like, not didn't like marijuana use. I'm like, eh, okay, bye. Um so it would be good to have someone who's open to marijuana use. Um, I like it. It relaxes me. I've never had any bad decisions because of marijuana use. Um, for beer, well, I used to be a heavy drinker, but I've it's curved my um, alcoholism, as I, I can say it. Um, I was kind of... I used to drink a little bit too much. Um, two beers a day, roughly. Now I've cut that beer in half. Now I'm drinking less. Now I'm losing weight because of that. And hey, it's cool. Nice. Oh, nice. Um, okay, so another um, thing is like um, the shows that she watches or not. Um, I was hoping for um, someone to be a fan of The Office. Both of my exes like The Office and, well, now they're my exes now. Those are different story. God, I hate talking about my exes. Not <laughs> not to diss them or anything, but... No, there's a lot to learn from your exes because you could look back on those and go, you know what, I liked this, I didn't like this. So it really gives you a path. It's just they're part of your journey. Yes, they're a part of my Live and learn. And I've had good times with them, but that's fine. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, well, yeah, like um, hopefully they like the show office my favorite show but if they like other shows and if she likes other shows that's fine too well when you're single you learn what you had and what you lost and it's like you know i just miss having someone just to chill with and watch whatever on tv it didn't matter just enjoying their company was just enough for me and hey that's fine then um I wanted, like, a curvy girl, um, just, you know, because I love to cuddle, um, well, who doesn't, and I'd like a curvy one more inches to rub, (laughs) 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 and I would like someone with just the confidence of herself where she's happy, and there are plenty of women out there, I'll, um, for this event I went to a while ago with my beach volleyball team, I went to the silent disco and I saw three women who I thought were pretty attractive. I kept it at three because I wanted to try and approach these girls, but 
if I go, went anymore, then I would have been a creeper. And I definitely know women do not like creepers. <laughs> because, no. <laughs> so each one I tried to talk to, um, had the confidence to, because, well, worst case scenario, they say no, life goes on. I wasn't expecting to get a number out of them, but I wanted to just try to dance with them. And for those listeners who don't know, a silent disco is where you have three DJs. Um, one is a throwback channel, one is an R&B channel, one is a techno channel, and you have headphones. And they cool. I've never been to one of those. Oh, they're really cool, and they're really fun. And it's a good social interaction. You know who's on what channel because of the headphones. They're either green, red, or blue. And you see various people um, throughout the night um, like vibing, saying the lyrics to a song. Like, for example, for the Strobeck channel, they did um, this one song, The Rock Show by Blink-182. And you could literally hear everyone screaming that song. I was just like, yep, I'm going to go to that channel. Then I was screaming the lyrics as well because, hey, the throwback jams, you can like literally sing that whole song and be word for word. One song that I can say word for word is Make It Rain by Lil Wayne, the explosive version. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) There are these... um, three girls that I grew up on with because we were on the same rowing team and we always played this one song and I played it so many times I could literally say it verse or verse maybe for a different episode I'll sing it but not the whole song I definitely feel like we should do that later you you definitely have to do that for a future episode I'm gonna make a note right now that that's gotta happen oh and then you gotta do a song that you know word for word oh gosh um there's gotta I know be one Cardi song. B's Bodak Yellow. Like, I know all the words to that. All right, then that'd be cool. We can sing a few verses, probably not the nice. whole song, but hey, that can work. Sounds good. I'm a terrible singer, but let's do this. I mean, why well, not? Well, let's, let's do this. <laughs> okay, now I went on a tangent, but, um, and well, okay, I'll tell you the ending. Um, I didn't get their numbers. Um, I didn't get to dance with them. The vibe wasn't there. And hey, I, I was totally okay with it. I walked away with pride. I was just like, hey, it takes courage to talk to a girl in public versus being online a lot. Mm-hmm. I found both of my exes online. So that's kind of like where it's a little bit discouraged of um, talking to girls in public. But then I'm kind of realizing, hey, women are just cool to talk to. Like, just talk to them about anything. And it's just freaking easy, as I could say it. And I've been with many um, females as friends growing up, and they are pretty cool, chill people. I learned more about relationships, hanging out with women, than the guys that I've hung out with. And it's a pretty cool feeling. And why do you think that is? Do you think women are just more willing to talk about it than guys are? Yeah, well, obviously, they had some stuff they didn't talk about when I was around, but... um. No, women are just nicer to me. And I was just like, well, you learn about what women want in relationships when you hang out with them. Yeah. Like, they'll talk about roughly anything. Well, yeah, pretty much they'll talk about anything. (laughs) But 
No, that's where I just like like hanging out with women. For my stage in life, I obviously I'm not married, have no kids, and hey, that's fine. I'm just looking I'm just looking for I just want the right one to find me. And hey, that's all that matters. Okay, so back to coming back to that the right woman for me. I want someone where it's just like she's my best friend. Like we vibe, we chill, we hang out, and okay, there'll be fights every now and then. That's just front relationships. Like, hey, there are arguments for both of my exes. Um, sometimes we fought and we didn't even know what we were fighting about. Sometimes I started the fight. Sometimes she started the fight. But at the end, we talked and made up, and that's part of relationships. But pretty much, I just want the girl to be my best friend. And, hey, there will be times where I give her space, she gives me my space, and we do have a balance of activities where we just make each other happy. That's awesome. Oh, it is. And the more you get older, you know, your standards, like your insanely high standards, just don't matter. Like, um, well, me being involved in hockey a lot, I had this um, silly standard saying that, oh, um, she has to be a hockey fan. And, well, both my ex are hockey fans, and... Well, that didn't go out as well as planned, but hey, it was so fun <laughs> taking them to hockey games. My first yeah. ex, I mean, um, oh yeah, and my first ex, um, she had two brothers who played hockey, one of which was my brother's age. So she really knew what she was talking about watching hockey. She knew what was going on. And it helped that I was a refer. I am a referee, so I knew what was really going on as well. I, I've been a referee for this is my twenty first year. And wow. oh yeah. I have some serious thick skin when it comes to like poke trying to poke me at refereeing. But um then for my second ex, she n- never played sports, um, but always loved watching um sports. She lived very close to not very close, she lived let's say two hours away from Pittsburgh and um, where she was living for me was 90 minutes. But um, obviously when you're a sports fan, like, and you're not in a sports city, you're going to go to the more impressive city, AKA Pittsburgh. So she was always good with that. But well, nonetheless, I want someone to at least enjoy a hockey game with me because mm-hmm. hockey's a huge part of my life. Huge. Like, so you'd consider that you're non-negotiable, that that's, that's one of those things that she has to like. I, well, all right, I'll put it this way. Um, I can't force her to like hockey. Um, she could be interested in it, but, um, she has to respect the fact that hockey is like my number one hobby ever since I started skating. Nice. Okay. I, I started skating since I was three. And I've never taken a season off hockey. Wow. Yeah, like, around, um, let's say, I'm trying to think. 
from 12 to 14, I started to blend into being a referee more than playing hockey, and I enjoyed refereeing hockey. So instead of playing hockey one year, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to ref. I like it. And I just kept continuing with refereeing. So, well, if she wants to skate, I won't force it on them. I can gladly teach them to skate because I've been doing it for so long. <laughs> Actually, there's a funny short story for this. Um, For my first ex, I took her ice skating and she wanted to try it, but she had the wrong skates. She had figure skates instead of hockey skates. Wait, there's and, a difference? What's yes. So, like, a, um, what's it For a figure skate, it's pretty much like a leather shoe and you have no wiggle room. I had a couple, um, friends who are figure skaters. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, they skated differently than I did because, like, um, just the way ice skating is, figure skating is to hockey, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had a boot. For a hockey skate, you have a boot, and it's, like, hard, but you have some wiggle room for your um, feet and for your toes. But for um, a figure skate, it's really tight. And um, just to get, like, a good grip of the um, blade. Mm-hmm. So, me... I'm at a hockey rink at least three times a week, so I'm used to walking on skates. Hell, sometimes I can even jog, going from one <laughs> rink to the next. And um, so I'm just walking, doing my thing, and my ex um, is like 10 feet behind me, and she's like, all right, I can't do it. But she was like, can you wait for me? And I look back at her, and she is like, so far behind me i'm like i'm sorry i just know how to walk in skates (laughs) so um it didn't work out well for me um teaching her to skate um but yeah for my woman if she's open to skating i can gladly give her a lesson or two but if she doesn't want to skate hey that's fine Mm -hmm. and but also Going back to more of the standards. Um, I would like someone where I can watch movies with because, well, when you watch movies with someone who doesn't watch movies, it's kind of a weird vibe, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you can call me a little bit picky in that, but, um, well, when you're into the movie, you're into it versus someone who isn't. It's just completely different. You have to explain to them what's going on and all. And hey, it's fine if we have like opposites for movies. Like, hey, you know, if I get high and I can watch, I could probably watch a scary movie. But um, after I'm gonna have to listen to some heavy metal song like Metallica to not really um, and just bring me up to a level of where I'm not scared anymore. Because mm-hmm. that. Growing up, I've seen some pretty scary movies, and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to have some nightmares tonight. But then when I listen to one of my favorite bands, Metallica, then that's fine. Like, um, but Great that, band, by the way. Great oh, band. Great band. And mm-hmm. um, they are originally from your state in California, San Francisco. They are. Yes, yeah. they are. How far are you from San Francisco? 
Oh, gosh. Um, so I'm in Southern California. I'm between LA and San Diego. So mm-hmm. it's about a six, seven hour drive. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh. Ideally, but with all of our traffic, it could be eight, ten hours. Jeez, oh, that's like a full day of work. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's um. Yeah. So when we go to San Francisco, my husband's a 49ers fan. Mm-hmm. And he's driven before, but we fly up there. It's just a quick, easy right. flight up. Yeah, but I, I can sense flying a lot better. Yeah. No, it's just so much easier than trying to sit in a car for 10 hours. <laughs> from going from, I'm trying to, from one end to New York to the other, it is about a little over four hour, four and a half hour drive from, so in Buffalo, we pretty much kiss Canada. Yeah, we, yeah, we do kiss Canada. From, so from the point where, yeah, from Lake Erie where you see it, all the way to the Massachusetts state line, it's four and a half hours, and it's a pretty decent drive. But I can't imagine how far it is from going from Northern California all the way down to the south for driving. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know anybody that does it frequently or by choice um sometimes we go to vegas is actually closer than san francisco is so we'll frequently drive to las vegas but never to san francisco (laughs) (laughs) but vegas is worth it it's like you get there and then you party and it's a lot of fun Uh, true true that and um hey what happens in vegas stays in vegas oh yeah i wish that was true (laughs) no i don't have any like great embarrassing stories i wish i did though but um you'd think like me saying that but no i I have nothing (laughs) all right it's just a really fun place all right whatever happens in vegas stays in vegas you don't have no further explanation but hey hey, maybe (laughs) next time you go we'll probably you can share me a story or two yes (laughs) Yes. i will make sure to do super something super fun and exciting so i have a story to share all right that sounds good so um well in addition to your question well something happened recently to me in my love life a girl that i used to grow up with she came back into the picture with me um and she came back into the picture trying to contact me wanted to hang out with me and i said sure um well, the thing is, we she lives in my hometown, which is four hours away. Me living in Buffalo, it, it's a bit of a difference. But um, we taught, we told we were interested in dating each other. Um, we both lost a lot of weight recently, and our confidence has just shot up. And we really hit it off for talking, and it's been going quite well. As they say, love does find you. Yeah, because it was very unexpected for you, right? Yes, like on how my life is going right now, I'm doing really well refereeing-wise because I used to be mediocre um, for refereeing. Now I want to elevate it a little bit more because I want to challenge myself. And I'm going to um, refer. I'm refereeing hockey levels. I used to never ref before because of how often I played in these levels so for example there is um, 14U which I only played one year then there was 16U um, 
14 and under and 16 and under, by the way. And there was, um, I refereed Bantams once and seeing how fast it was, I was like, nope, I'm not refereeing this again. And that was a few years ago. Now for here, I've just been more confident in myself. I hustle more. I get in my zone. I, I have ADHD and it doesn't stop me. But I get in my zone more. I'm just more confident. I have better games that I ref. And I'm just happy. And of course, I have this podcast going because I want to tell people, hey, you know, you got to be happy with yourself. Listen to your heart when, you know, you're talking to someone. Either it's right or wrong. And either, no, no, let me rephrase that. Either you're feeling it with the person or you're not. And I'm feeling it with this girl. I'm... I'm going to call her Black Widow because <laughs> she, uh, she's a big Marvel fan and I love Marvel too. I love watching Marvel movies and she's like, oh, sometime let's do a movie marathon and text during it. And it's like, all right, sure, that's fun. For any girls, I, okay, I've asked out a lot of girls, talked to a lot of girls. It doesn't matter how many you ask out or talk to, all you need is just one just to say yes to you. Yeah, yeah I agree with all. that. Yeah. So, like, I ask her for certain stuff that we can do, like meeting up or, um, like, just having a chill night on the phone or FaceTime and all, and she says yes to it. I'm just like, yes, this is awesome. And, but I'll explain um, what, where she kind of came from so growing up we were childhood friends like her parents knew my parents really well because her mom and my mom used to work together so we would always hang out and all very young then and my mom and dad moved to to a certain place where we don't go we didn't go to the same school we keep touch after that then post-college then after post-college, we came in touch with each other, and we talked here and there, so it wasn't okay. Then, fast forward to when we both lose a significant amount of weight, she wanted to hang out with me sometime when i come back to the area. I was like, sure. But fall's my busy season. I have my football job, and I'm refereeing a lot of hockey games, so it's pretty tough to have a weekend where I come visit home. Well, mainly if I want to visit home it'd be just to hang out with her and so we're kind of doing a compromise saying like oh let's meet in the middle sometime and go out there so in a couple weeks we'll be doing that and we will see if we hit it off we like talking to each other so i'm like fuck it let's just go on a date and see how it goes nice any plans for what the date's gonna what y'all are gonna do yeah so we're going to try and see if we can meet in the middle of our state, which is two hours um, for a train. And there's this really big mall, um, one of the biggest in the state. And there's so much to do there. We can, like, eat food. We can do an activity. We can walk and just enjoy each other's time. And we'll see how it goes from there. That sounds fun. Very uh, chill. Kind of easygoing. 
yes. that different from most of your normal dates or is this kind of yes. what you like to do or so well, this is different this is different because well for i've been single for two and a half years and um i had my um what's a good word to call it a fuck boy stage where mm-hmm. um and i'm sure girls have a fuck girl stage because yeah well, hey when you get out of a relationship you want to bang like that's just it's like a palate cleanser you just need something to kind of like boost your ego just kind of like remind yourself you still got it it's very like as a relationship therapist it's completely normal well everybody yeah. i mean i'd say everybody but most people experience that and it's so normal and it's it just feels good yes yeah, cuz you want to get over your ex and I've been completely over my ex for, all right, I think since I did the breakup, um, I got over her like two weeks after the breakup, and hey, that's fine. Um, we broke up for our own reasons, and hey, life goes on. But um, then after when you're, so I'm in that stage where I just want to settle down, um, I'm would like to have a woman to come home to and wake up next to because, well, hey, yes, as Ron Swanson would say in Parks and Rec, yeah, yes. I'm guessing you watched that show too. It's my favorite show. You were talking <laughs> about The Office and I was like, oh my gosh, I love Parks and Rec. I, so Ron Swanson is my favorite. Tammy too is, I mean, we could do an entire podcast just on Parks and Rec because I love that show so much. We can do that too. <laughs> And his favorite, or this is a fictional show, obviously, but he makes a quote that I love. It's like, yes, I believe in love, or else what's the point of living? I'm like, yeah, that's true. I want love. I mean, um, don't get me wrong, I like my downtime and all, where I can, like, just mellow out and all, but really, I want my woman just to come home and talk to and chill with. And... So I used to have my standards on where, hey, Buffalo, I really want to keep this job because this seasonal job is my dream job. And um, so the thing with it is there are cities where I can go to within a certain range where I can keep it. So the union rule is I have to be within 62 miles of the stadium to keep the job. So now it's like, okay, this girl came to me. I definitely want to see if I can make it work. Worst case scenario, I have to leave Buffalo to be with her. And, you know, there's only so much you can do in this world. And when you got the, this girl that you've known for so long, come back to in your picture, it's just like, okay, now my standards are a little bit different. Now I'm a bit older. And we talked about it um, blatantly because, well, this is, if I didn't talk about it, then down the road, it's going to be bad. That's what went bad for both of my exes. We never had that talk of settling down, like, at which city we wanted to live in. Then, hey, I made those mistakes. I own up to them, and I'm learning from them. And um, she said also, hey, um, when we get to that point, we can talk and see if we can work out a compromise. Mm Mm-hmm. And hey, I'm fine with that. Um, there are so she has parents that are live by her. Hey, that's fine. 
we have all different people who live in their hometown or not a certain distance away. Um, when we get to that point, there are compromises, but she hasn't been, visited Buffalo yet. I'll not force it on her if she likes it or not. Um, like I said, this I've kind of waited for this a person to like me just for me, like for a long for a long time. But yeah. um, so we get to um, when we get to that point, we'll talk and see what we can do. Um, I don't know how long I'll stay in Buffalo for. I don't know if she's willing to come to Buffalo. She's yet to visit, but would want to. So we'll go from there. No, she um definitely would like to come visit here sometime. And after my busy fall season, she would just like to come and explore with me. And there will be times where I come back to my hometown and visit. And obviously, we just have some time together. That'd be chill. That sounds super chill. Oh, yeah, super chill. And, well, the fact that, um, oh, what was I going to say? The fact that she, one thing I like about this woman, um, she has all these like fan th- theory, um, like what I can't say fan um, fiction that she writes. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like really in the Marvel. So I'm like, hey, sometimes show me a Marvel article that you wrote. I'll gladly read, it, even though I'm not much of a reader because of my ADHD, but. Hey, give me something basic to read, and I'll read it. That's super supportive and pretty awesome, actually. Yes, and she's pretty supportive of me doing this podcast, which is pretty cool. Um, I told her the gist of it, and she thought it was cool. And hell, I am on a couple of dating apps where, nope, I'm not talking to girls. I mean, well, I'm talking to girls, but not in dating sense. So I. I'm on Bumble and Hinge, and... What is Hinge? That's a new one to me. Oh, you never... Okay, you haven't... Yeah. 14 I'm, years. No. So, <laughs> don't worry, you're not missing much. We'll, we'll talk on a different episode about online dating. Yes, because <laughs> I feel like there is so much that you need to teach me about, like, online dating. Oh, yes. Um, pros and cons of that, but, hey, it's cool. Like, so, this is still, like... Right. MySpace dating whenever my husband and I met. So we like go way back. I think I don't even know if Match.com was a thing. I'll have to ask him. I don't know. <laughs> I, probably Match was a thing, or no, probably when POF was starting. Oh, yeah. That site. I don't think I ever use. I don't. I don't think I really use dating apps. Well, you aren't missing know. much. I'll yeah. Tell you that. I don't think I am. I see what my friends go through, and I'm like, I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine. You're good. And um, so I put, post my profile. Um, hey, I do a dating, sex, and relationship podcast. Tell me a cringy first date story. And um, hopefully I get some responses or not. I just made the profile today. And well. I was on a pause because I'm taking a break from dating because I'm just exhausted from these few dates I've went on. So right now I'm taking a pause. Well, the pause is kind of off because 
this girl, Black Widow came into the picture mm-hmm. unexpectedly, and well, I can't say no to a girl that actually likes me for me. So that's just going to go the way it should be, easy and flowing. And hey, it'll be cool. But anyways, so I have that going. I have a few um, dating um, relationship groups I'm in where I can definitely get more content to come from. Yeah. I want to hear other people's stories about like dates and all. We all have dating stories where it's gone good or bad. Um, One night stands that sex was good, but the connection wasn't good. And hey, that's all part of dating. I, I can tell you now, um, we've all had that dream person that we wanted to be with, sleep with, date and all. And guess what? It wasn't their dream person after all. Really? Really? I mean, yeah, I believe that. But I currently <laughs> have a dream guy, but I doubt I will ever get to have sex with him. So um, it'll just always be a fantasy. So we're good. Yeah, it's good. Maybe because he's like he's like the manager of a baseball team, like professional baseball team. So, um, oh, oh so you have a fantasy about a f- baseball player? No, well, well, he used to be a player for the Phillies. So, mm-hmm. the manager of the San Francisco Giants, mm-hmm. and um, love the Giants. Like I've always liked them, but oh my gosh, like oh that dude. Even my husband's like, hey, your guy's on TV and. I told him I was like I swear if I ever have a chance I will leave you and he's like no that's fine like I can't even be mad if you leave me for him and I even told my kids I'm like this is your new dad like this is like this is gonna happen but no chance in hell no chance at all so it will always be a fantasy so it's amazing and we're just gonna leave it at that so maybe your husband should wear a baseball uniform sometime to your bedroom it's so funny that you say that because <laughs> looking at Gabe Kapler, I realized I'm like, gosh, you know, my type is like, I like the tall with the beard and like really like, like fit, but not super fit, like not too muscular. Cause I think that's gross. Cause mm-hmm. I think I consider myself like a little, I don't want to say high maintenance. Yeah. A little high maintenance. And if a like crazy that means he spends way too much time in the gym and I'm probably not getting the attention I need because I'm sure as right. shit not going to be st- spending time in the gym with him so mm-hmm. <laughs> so like way too lo- cut is not hot well if you want to if you want to spend time with you in the gym should he get a home gym then you can get some fantasies in there yes, yes. I've seen I've seen some episode I mean, I'm videos where they've closed off the gym or made their own gym and um you know made a pretty good film out of it pretty hot actually i've seen some i've seen these yeah so yeah. funny story about um about pornography so where my husband grew up is like the capital of porn it was like where mm-hmm. like up, i mean up until now it's where like all pornography most pornography is made so he's like from the porn capital of the world and um, it's so funny for that to be like his hometown's claim to fame, but it's, oh, it's it's so funny, but it's like okay, it's hilarious. When I think of porn capital world, I think about this really awful movie called Sex Tape. Oh, I haven't seen that one. 
it's with Cameron Diaz in it. Um, just, it, it's so stupid. Like, um, it's this couple that makes a sex tape and they put it on the cloud and, um, they're trying to get all these iPads back. Um, that they gave these people iPads for some stupid reason. I forgot what, and they're trying to delete the video that's on the cloud and, it's on this like tube site and they're trying to get it. it all right. I won't you want me to spoil the ending for you or not spoil it. I probably won't right. see it for a while, but I... it, Go ahead, they get, it. they get the video off the tube site and they have this, one of their kids, best friends has a copy of the tape and they cr- like, um, smash the, um, thumb drive with a hammer at the end. So, it, 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 like, if anything, you had your kid's best friend be the villain in the movie. I'm just like, <laughs> this is just so fucked up. Like, um, but it, it it was a very interesting movie. But yeah, when you um say porn capital world, I'm like, okay, this movie's sex safe. I have to talk about it. Now I have to tell him about that because I think he'll really appreciate that. Uh-huh. But um, question though, have you ever drove by like, um, a um porn like studio where it has their name? Okay, that's probably they can't do that. But have you ever dri- driven by like a porn set? Um, so no. But no. Okay. where I used to work in San Diego, um, my Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi for um the porn studio next door would always pop up. Oh, <laughs> so, um, like, I knew it was there, but it was very nondescript. Was it password protected? Yes, it was. And I tried oh. to guess it. I spent a lot of time at work trying to guess that password, but I never got it because I'm just not good at hacking, it turns out. Um, if my, pe- my Wi-Fi wasn't working, I would just simply walk over there and ask, hey, do you know what the password is on my Wi-Fi? I'm broken i need, <laughs> need to send an email <laughs> i am hey they're people too they just love to watch porn and um, make porn i know right people uh, need porn too <laughs> uh, and, and speaking of porn well you know we're going to talk about porn this episode i don't fucking care what people think um so when only fans um said they were going to take away their sexually explicit content what do you think about it oh my gosh i thought it was ridiculous um i really didn't understand it but i am all for like people posting whatever content they like and i think that there needs to be so much more acceptance of like amateur and like home porn like things that real people are doing i like that porn better do you i'll I'll be that's the kind of porn i actually like to watch like where it's homemade it's real um, I've heard from like watching, you know, the difference between studio porn and actual amateur porn. Oh yeah. Like, um, yeah. So we see the guy with the massive 12 inch dick, um, for most girls I've talked to and their sexual experience, um, they, big dicks hurt unless they're absolutely wet down there and, um, they enjoy it. Hey, every girl has a different preference for what they want for their dildo. 
And hey, that's fine. So I am very passionate about... Okay, so I feel like every guy with a big dick that I've ever had sex with, it's been terrible. Because I think they get cocky, no pun intended. They work as hard because it's like, look at me, I have like a big dick. And then it's just not as impressive. Um, And then they just... It's been some of the worst sex I've ever had. Right, and they, the women I've known, they're like, um, they just don't know how to use it. I'm like, wow, exactly. that sucks. Um, yeah. Like, a question, though. Since you're a swinger, have you ever, like, done the husband-wife swap for the bedroom? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, like, so hot. And um, it never happened to me because um, both of my exes were jealous but um i i've seen pornos like that and it's so hot when you do it it's pretty awesome especially when um when everybody's into it when Mm -hmm. it's like there's like a four-way connection which is super rare among like swingers because it's hard for four people to have a connection where like everybody wants to where everybody's in agreement like there's a lot of times with my my husband and i will meet couples and I'll be like, well, the husband's not, or the husband's good looking. And there's like, there's just something that's off about it. So it's very rare that we meet couples who are like, yes, this is cool. Let's do this. Oh, yes. And I have seen some forums like either in orgies or um, swaps where. And there's a lot of people that are into like being filmed and being watched. And um, there's people that are into just watching and. That's one of the things that I tell my clients is because I have a lot of clients who come in and they'll have different fetishes and they'll idea that if you have a fetish, that there's something wrong with you, that there's something has happened to cause that. And it's honestly what it comes down to most of the time is you like what you like and there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with those things. So I love working with my clients and saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You just need to feel better about accepting that this is something you like and that puts them in a much better place. And what I found is that when people are more accepting of what they like sexually and they feel good about it themselves, the rest of their life just tends to like turn around their relationships, work, everything, because they're living to be so much more real and authentic and they're just able to embrace themselves. And when you could do that in one area of your life, it carries over into every other level too. Oh, that is true. Um, So We'll wrap this up, episode up soon, but we'll do one last question. Um, so if you had to pick a fetish that you actually like to watch when you, you know, jerk it or and not jerk it. Flick wait, it, I guess. Flick, <laughs> flick, flick it. Flick the bean. Um, what's one fetish where if you went to like a tube site, um, what would it be? Okay, so I am a big fan of Pornhub. Um, just because like there's two- so many categories. Go ahead. Oh, I, I do either. I bounce between Tube Galore or OnlyFans. Okay, so I need yep. to make notes. But yep. I love Pornhub because there's different categories. Because sometimes in the mood for like, sometimes I want to see like lesbians, and sometimes I want to see like groups, or sometimes I want to see like, um, I don't know. It's like different. Like, oh gosh. So I think the one. Like if there was like a go-to one for me, it would it would be um, oh, I mean I'm a big fan of gangbangs, so like I like watching Oof. that, but not like the super rough ones. 
Right. Like, the ones where like they're kind of nice to her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't like the super rough. But the um, maybe because it's like it's super empowering for women. It's like you like what you like, and mm. um, I think there's. I mean, I, I a future episode we could talk about this, but um, mm. I think there is a stigma with women expressing themselves sexually. So I yeah. think that's why I like that. Oh, true. And hey, if, if you love sausage, you love sausage. I do love sausage. <laughs> <laughs> and, Big sausage fan. <laughs> hey, some of them are good. And for me, I would say the pool. Um, well, essentially, you're naked. And well, you're not, you're barely wearing any clothes when you're at the pool. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is just take off one or two items and boom, you're naked. And at the swing resort I went to, a nudist resort, um, at night I saw some pretty interesting stuff. I watched. I didn't participate, but I watched and I thought, like, yeah, this is pretty dang hot. Like, it's like you see it in a porn, porn video and then you see it live and just like, I like watching. And all of them were open to being watched. I'm like, all right, all the power to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that was good. Um, <laughs> what is there um so, something that you would like to add? No, this has been so amazing. Um, yep. I think we've covered just about everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, in the future, we'll cover more in depth. But this has been awesome. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you, listeners, to um three interesting topics we talked about. Um, <laughs> well, you got to know. My co-host, we talked about swingers for a bit. We talked about my dating standards because, well, I'm looking for love right now. And love found me recently. So I'm going to talk about that on future episodes because, well, I just want to. And we talked about porn. So, um, <laughs> and we have no fucks to give because, well, nope. we like what we want. And if you didn't like on this episode or... You probably wouldn't have made it this far, but thank you for listening, guys, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks with our next episode. So, have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye.